This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilogue Media, the podcasting network. So you can find us on their website, Epilogue Media slash The Artist. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavan to Google Podcast. Everything is mentioned in the description. And of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. 80,000 movies are produced every year worldwide. How can blockchain technology, NFTs, help you to channelize your films and make money as an artist? Hi guys, welcome to episode 101 of the Artist Podcast with me, Suchita, and today we have with us Adrian Lugol. Adrian is a filmmaker and entrepreneur who has worked at the intersection of film licensing and blockchain since 2016. He founded B2B Marketplace Cinemarket.io, which has brought over 1300 film professionals to the Web3 space. And he originally envisioned Cineverse, which is currently getting pitched at the EFM Berlinale. So stay tuned for this very interesting conversation where we talk about where is this technology heading and do you see yourself fitting into this probable new future hi adrian welcome to a podcast the artist and uh, thank you for being part of this conversation and congratulations on cinevers being chosen as one of the startups at the efm berlinale thank you very much for the invitation so it's my first podcast so i'm quite <laughs> excited for the experience thank you lovely tell me adrian you are pitching this as a startup at EFM, one of the most prestigious markets. Cineverse, I've been following for a while. I have been, you, you're part of my network. What is it that you are expecting from the market when you're going to be pitching it on Monday? Basically, when we applied, uh, the EFM was still uh, planning to be um, like offline, where we could have meet actually like uh, human beings and uh, discuss face to face with the uh, industry players mm-hmm. and uh, potential competitor and like now at the moment everything has been moved online so the call are more or less like uh, a little bit like now you know like uh, digital without like uh, having like this uh, interaction mm-hmm. but um so we are selected to discuss with many people and you have as you say like to pitch mm-hmm. and what we want to get from it is um like a little bit to understand the mindset of the people from the industry. Mm-hmm. I don't say that we are uh, skeptical that a producer and filmmaker really understand the intricacies of blockchain, DAOs, 
token and crypto mm -hmm. enough, you know, like to really like uh, say like, oh, I get it. It's super nice. This platform here is my <laughs> is my movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's more to understand like um, what is the right tone and the right approach to uh, to discuss with them because. Uh, historically, uh, this industry has been very reluctant uh, to uh, adapt to technology, mm. uh, and particularly in, in Europe. I think uh, two or three years ago, I will always remember when I approached a producer to talk about blockchain, and he, he still didn't have a, a smartphone. And mm. I'm like, uh, that's the reality of these people. They still do a lot of things that is um, offline. You know, they like to meet in person. They like to close contract in paper. So for them, like moving into blockchain is like a big step. Mm. But more and more, uh, and actually the young generation or the big, big group who mm. understand like, uh, okay, it's happening. So let's be focused and open our eyes so we don't miss uh, the train. Um, it, it's really, uh, it's really there. Like it's a confrontation uh, to the industry, and uh, I mean it's the topic also of the EFM this year. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think we have been selected. I think there are two other companies who are doing something. I will not say similar, but on the same subject, which are NFT. Mm -hmm. I know that on this Sunday there is a think tank also organized by uh, EFM to discuss uh, NFTs. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a subject. Uh, after, you know, like uh, there are many angles how you could like uh, make the best use of it. And I think like every startup think <laughs> they mm. got the solution. Mm. But um, yeah, so as you say, like uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a market study that we don't do. More, yeah. Not more than that, I guess, no. Right. Adrian, before I sort of ask you that, of course, you're trying to solve a massive problem of the industry with Cineverse when it comes to, you know, decentralizing, democratizing the content creators. Would you just in a couple of lines just for our listeners explain what is a blockchain technology? Sure. I mean, it's uh, it could be very simply explained, but also uh, very deeply Mm. Um, I mean, at the origin, like blockchain was uh, created, if I remember correctly, to avoid the double spending system, yeah. meaning like what uh, the bank did in 2008. Mm. And uh, so basically that all the transactions are registered on a network and all these transactions are transparent, meaning like on um, our case for an NFT, if you take, for example, the ownership of a movie, if a title is sold to one address, this person then is the new owner of that title. And if this person resell that uh, title, he is no more the owner of that title. It's the new person who bought it, you know. So a blockchain work like that. I think there is a lot of also ideology behind blockchain, which are about like this uh, transparency, decentralization, uh, what is a DAO, you know, about governance, you know, like communities. And co like film industry, uh, as, for example, a very good community, people are really passionate about it. But I think, unfortunately, they are not really uh, taking. So it's really like um, a conversation what we try to, uh, to, to, ex to explain on the people, you know, to bring, to say like, hey, don't be uh, afraid, you know. Yeah. It's also for you, it's on your advantage that we mm. are doing this. Yeah. But obviously, like uh, all the, um, the reality of the industry uh, are also confronted to the big ideology of blockchain, like people, they don't want all the transactions to be transparent. They don't want, you know, like uh, that a payment 
are uh, almost automatized. You know, like there are a lot of intermediaries in this industry, and it's very hard to, um, I don't say compete with them, but to convince them that uh, technology could be an ally more than uh, like, uh, I just say, like uh, someone to replace your job, you know. So it's, uh, I think there is always like in, uh, in the people's mind uh, when there is something and technology even more, something that they don't understand. The first thing is that they are afraid about it. Then uh, there is a step when they see like uh, other leaders or other uh, industry uh, adapting to it and start to use it. And then there are the followers. And I think the film industry are always been like followers in, uh, in many aspects. Uh, it's also not the core of the business to be like a, a technology platform. But if you look, for example, at the example of Netflix, yeah. why it, they have been so successful is uh, because at the core, it's, it's a tech company. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they move from a tech company becoming like a studio and having like uh, even selecting the good new director or the new trends and uh, producing their own content also like uh, to save money because you cannot like uh, buy a license agreement like uh, for millions, uh, you know, like uh, all your life. It's not a sustainable business model. And um, and that is also what blockchain is about. It's also like one of uh, the vertical we are uh, adapting in Cineverse. And, and it's really like how, you know, Netflix, they are well known to have like this algorithm, but yeah. uh, the algorithm for recommendation is not maybe the best feature, even if it, they are very well known for that. But what does it mean? It means behind that, they have a lot of uh, data and analytics and they they know how to use it you know they don't give access to it to uh, yeah. the producer or the people they are working with yeah and what we want to focus also uh, on the blockchain is like to create you know these data sets of analytics you know where we could uh, give the owner of the movies uh, also the producer the distributor access to these data that they they don't know how to use or they don't even know how to create them and I think that's a tool uh, that is going to be like revolutionary if it's well done. You know that you can have direct feedback from your own audience. Also, like you can have like uh, data about how your your movie is doing on the network, hmm. uh, who is your target group, and uh, I mean there are so many things that you can use with data and blockchain that is uh, fascinating. Hmm. Awesome. I think what you said is great points in terms of how technology can be an ally to to artists and filmmakers. And Netflix is actually a tech company more than anything else. So, yeah. and they are very well structured. You know, yeah. and I think like uh, I'm coming more from the independent uh, film world, and that's what I wanted to be. Huh, to be very honest, before uh, being an entrepreneur in yes. tech. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but you understand, like, it's so uh, the independent film uh, industry is so how do you say like dismantled. You know, there is no structure. You know, like everybody yeah. has his own lawyers, his own contract. Uh, you know, to make a payment uh, to another country, like we had that with our previous company. Uh, to make payments uh, in countries like uh, Argentina, Tunisia, uh, Iran, Turkey, China, even Russia, where mm. you are very good director, like it's almost impossible to give them like uh, money because, uh, for example, strike doesn't work. Uh, a classic bank payment is complicated. And with crypto, all this is also solved because you can basically send crypto all over the planet, you know. Mm. So it's, 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 I think like as an artist and your, your podcast is called an artist. Yes. What you want to focus at the beginning is like your creation. You know, you want to be free and you don't want to have all these other things on top. 
and um, mm. like uh, yeah, being uh, having legal uh, knowledge, you know, like uh, we work with license agreements since five years, and we have a lot of questions like, hey, can you help me there? They don't even know how to put a price on these things. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't understand the difference between a VOD, SVOD, TVOD. It's 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 so complex that yeah. is unnecessary, you know. Mm. And for for us, creating this platform is removing all this complexity of the business, mm. so that creator could focus on the creation, mm. and like the audience basically say like, okay, I just want to watch a movie, you know. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, that's it. It's lovely, lovely. Basically trying to solve the problem uh, for the artists, for the creators, you know, you can get a direct, you can get direct feedback from the audience, you can do direct payments to an, any country through crypto and you can receive the payments yeah. from any country. Instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And so trying to remove all the complexities of the business because you are a filmmaker yourself and you've gone through trying to understand how the infrastructure, how the system works. But yes. But Adrian, tell me, there are more complexities. I mean, of course, here oh, we there get... are a lot. There are a lot of complexities. There are every time you open a door of complexity, you realize that <laughs> there are more and more. And uh, to be very frank, uh, mm. we are working on that in six years. So mm. the first five years was more like the B two B part, and now mm. it's clearly like B two C. Because B two C, in a way, when it's directly consumer, you know, like buying. Uh, titles, it also removes many complexity that mm. are between the B2B and that are totally unnecessary. Mm. And um, and sometimes I don't know why. But for example, in our team, it's also very funny. We have five people who have a background in film mm. and we have like uh, other parts which are very techy. And um, the people in film, like they all had bad experience in the film industry. You know, like uh, they discovered that their movie was sold in other country without them knowing. Uh, they have been like, uh, I don't know, uh, stolen uh, ideas mm. or like, you, you have so many of these things mm. that I think, you know, like tech is code, you know, and code, if it's well done, it's not very, um, it's, it cannot be corrupt, you know, mm. and uh, unfortunately, the human brain, when you are dealing with artists who are not also like uh, known for being like good business people. Yeah. Um, they are very often explo exploited, you know. Yes. And um, and and code doesn't exploit people, you know. It's very it's very um, it's very clean. It's very clear. It's like uh, mm. that's what you get, and you just press a button, and mm. uh, the, 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 the code is executing for you the, the transaction or whatever or the agreement or whatever you want. Mm. And so there is a certain beauty also behind it. And um, but as I say at the intro, uh, it's very. I don't say I'm, I'm skeptical. I know how complex it is to convince producers and filmmakers. Yeah. But uh, well, you know. Also, uh, because also also it's difficult to uh, convince a producer or a filmmaker or a, you know or, or you know anybody else uh, the middleman maybe a sales agent is because the system is so structured in the way it functions that it's structured, but mm -hmm. at the same way unstructured. You know? mm -hmm. So even if you have a, a sale agent, so we, we came with data that are very uh, fascinating. So basically, if you take like real numbers, like you have 80,000 movies who are produced all over the planet every year. Wow. You know? It's a lot. A lot. And if you realize how many of these movies end up on uh, either like theatrical screen or like on a, on a VOD platform or even on TV, hmm. it's, it's, it's minimum. 8,000, you said, eight, right, Adrian? 8,000. 80. 80,000. 
they had zero. Oh my zero, god! Zero, zero. Oh yeah. my I mean, god! Worldwide, huh? worldwide. Of huh? course. So we, are, we are we are a big planet. Huh? Wow. And uh, and it's you know, for example, you have also like um, the the geo blocking. I mean, mm. geo blocking. I think you can yes. understand it like yes. in the eighties. Yeah. But uh, today's like uh, honestly, like I don't understand this geo blocking in the Web three, for example. There, mm. there is no frontier, you know. It's like all these complexities that I think when you want to create, um, this, people call about this metaverse or the Web three, mm. you want to remove this thing from the old world, and obviously you have the gatekeeper from this old world who doesn't want, mm. and it's always uh, a, a cycle in, in you know in humanity where people are. Are fighting for what they believe being an improvement, mm. and some of them say, "No, the model from the past is working very well because we are the proof of it." And uh, yeah, so we are on this quest, and mm. um, we will see. Uh, I mean, it's 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 exhausting, but yes. at the same time, it's it's very mm. it's very fun. You know, yeah. it's an adventure. So when you yes. don't know like the end, <laughs> yes. like in a movie. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite fun. Every year we open a new season of a series that you don't know where it's gonna, gonna end. Awesome. So, awesome. I think, yeah. I think, I think this is a brilliant idea, Adrian. But tell me, suppose I'm a sales agent. I have five films that I want to sell, or I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I yeah. just log into Cineverse and I sort of, you know, um, register myself there and put in my films, or uh, you know, whatever I want to put out there for the audience. Is it that simple? So technically, yes. Hmm. Um, now, for example, we have been talking with the two cell agents, um, hmm. and obviously, the conflict is what happened in the in the past. So, if you are a filmmaker and you still own the rights of your movie, hmm. and you you just log in and you you know like you create you you upload your content and the metadata uh, of your movies, hmm. you can directly decide how many copies you want to do to the price you want to sell, and that's it. It's done. So mm. technically, it's 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 very it's very fast. Mm. If, for example, um, and it it, it it goes back to what we just said before, uh, you, for example, sold your rights in um, in the U.S. to a company, mm. and you sell it to uh, another, like either a sales agent or to another distributor in Europe, they might be a little bit unhappy because even if there is no frontier mm. in, in, in the Web three, a guy yes. located in the US would potentially buy your movie without him knowing that you are selling an NFT. The other problem is NFT today doesn't are not governed by any real regulation, but it, I mean, there is no law around it, but the past contract that you might have signed can be a conflict. So what we are doing now, we are cleaning a few uh, use cases for mm -hmm. very interesting movies. Mm. Where we say, look, uh, as a filmmaker or a producer, let, let, let's use the real term. you have two sales agents, one in the US, one in Europe, yeah. and you have to find an agreement with them so you can release the movie uh, as an NFT. Here come another conflict is that uh, some of the sales agents have, you know, like a contract only, let's say, for five years. Mm. The, when you sell on, on the blockchain as an NFT, uh, the, 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 the rights are mm. eternal. I mean, ideally. Huh? Hmm. So it means that still in 20 years, the, the movies that you bought or you sold hmm. still exist. Yeah. You know? So there are still these things that um, either you are very bold and you say like, 
I get in, you know, I think like when people started Bitcoin or Ethereum, they didn't think like, okay, I, am I like following all the rules? Because it's again, thinking backward and not forward. And um, as an entrepreneur, what is not complex, but uh, difficult to find are uh, the, the people in the film industry and the investor who are, who are, who are curious about creating this new uh, future, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, it's, it's again, but it's funny because some people are really forward thinking and mm -hmm. more and more also of the, of the investor and the VC world mm -hmm. are really thinking about uh, how we can imagine and structure this future. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, that's it. Mm -hmm. So Adrian, tell me, releasing your film, I'll, I'll specifically talk about films, although it can be, uh, I think any art form in terms of music or digital art or, you know, whatever. But uh, since we're talking about films and if we decide to release the film as an NFT through Cineverse, do, do you think because you're a filmmaker yourself, one of the most important thing and the complex things would be to make people aware about your NFT? Because, of course, you're not Grimes and people don't know you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh... Uh, well, that's uh, the problem with marketing. It's all over the place. I think, like, mm. uh, even like some some production from Netflix, uh, they are on the platform Netflix. Uh, unfortunately, they are not as seen as some others. Mm. Uh, Netflix is uh, uh, known to really push for, to, to promote their own brand. You know, yeah. but there are so many uh, as we and movie produced. It's very complex. Mm. And here is actually the funny thing that uh, we have incorporated to our platform is. The, we, we took a little bit the reverse road of recommendation mm. because we say we don't take uh, an algorithm and actually we make it a social network. Basically, for example, you like movie mm. a certain kind and you love my taste as a filmmaker. Mm. And you know that the movie I watch or I buy are always movies that you can relate to. So basically, you just add me as a friend on Cineverse, on your network. And basically, you see in your feeds every time uh, the movie I liked, the movie I gave like a, a commentary, or the movie I buy. Mm. And you can do that with many uh, people on the network. So basically, you, you can always share them on the social media. And we have also like our uh, marketing to, 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 to push, you know, for mm. a special uh, content when like, uh, you, let's say you say like, uh, you, same way you do a Facebook ad or like a, yeah. a Twitter push, you know, like uh, you yeah. say like, hey, I want to put 100 to reach 1000 people. Mm. But the big difference is you have like the data on your dashboard and you see exactly how your movie made and how your, movie, your money was spent. You know, it's like really, it's, it's, it's a tech tool. Huh? Yeah. So it's not just like to simplify uh, the buying and selling. But um, what I think is pretty funny, it's uh, you can gift movie. So uh, it's, 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 it's funny, you know, like I think like beside uh, in the past when you had like DVDs, you cannot sell, or you cannot gift movie anymore. Mm. And uh, I think it was always a good way also to uh, promote a movie unconsciously, you know, like you like mm. something and uh, you watch it and mm. after you want to give it, gift it to a friend. Mm. So there are many things that we, we're going we're gonna to explore. So it's like one digital file gets uh, almost like duplicated multiple times as an NFT, is it? No, never. So, okay. for example, if you are the filmmaker mm. and you decide to have, like, let's say, like a one copy to make it very simple, and I buy it, yeah, 
when I buy it, if I gift it to somebody else, I don't have access anymore to the file. You know? Okay. So, yeah, mm. the, the owner of, of the key to watch the movie is only one person. But if, for example, you have 1,000 copies, you will have 1,000 people what, having, having access to the file. You know? Okay. Okay. So I'll have to sort of keep making new files, is it? Or you stop. If you want to make your movie like a collectible, like a super rare stuff, hmm. and that you want him to gain value in the future, hmm. let's say like maybe today uh, you are not famous as a filmmaker, but hmm. in 10 years uh, you are the next Tarantino. Hmm. You know, the first movie you did, maybe they gain it value like 100 times. And people, they say like, wow, I really hmm. want to see that movie. And you are one of the one uh, first who, who bought it. Then you can say like, okay, I resell it on the secondary market. Uh, you can even sell it on OpenSea because we, we build some bridge. And uh, yeah, anybody can bet on your movie and maybe you can make like a fortune if that's the purpose and the reason why you bought the movie at the first place. Mm. <laughs> you mm. have to give freedom of choice. I think that is the mm. most important, you know, of mm. access, of uh, a lot of things. Hmm. And they also say it's a $13 billion industry NFT. Just for our listeners, Adrian, do you, would, do you want to just explain what a NFT, like a non-fungible token is? Well, uh, it's just, uh, let's say, uh, a proof of ownership. Mm. Yeah. So um, it, it's not very, like, because they say, like, uh, I mean, maybe some people have another view on it, that, um, you know, you have a lot of this kind of illustration or, like, uh, on OpenSea, you know, like, you have some drawings uh, or whatever that are sold, mm. or piece of art, they call it, mm. as, a, as, as an NFT. Mm. But... The reality is that NFT is just the proof of ownership. It's nothing else. Right. So uh, you, it, it just gives you the key of that piece, but you don't really own that piece because the piece is digital. And um, why film is a very good, uh, you know, like like a use case for the Web3 and like NFTs is because film from the start to, to the end, it's a digital file, you know? And a film also is can also be seen only as a, as a right, you know, as mm. that it's something that you sell. And because NFT is just like a proof of ownership, it gives you the proof of this digital file, which is the right to watch it. Mm. But right. for an audience, what is also very interesting is that this this um, I'm going to say like this. Um, this feeling of ownership digitally, mm. you know, mm. it means that once you bought it, I mean, you, you can do whatever you want with it. You know, you can right. uh, keep it and collect it for, for 20 years. You can uh, resell it mm. uh, on the secondary market, knowing that the right owner, like the original uh, filmmaker, will always get a cut of your resale. You know, it's okay. kind of like a contribution. Right. But you can also share it uh, on, on the network to see like if somebody of your friend want to watch it. Right. Or you can gift it uh, for, for a birthday of your little uh, sister. You know, mm -hmm. so all these behavior are also here to give like another life to movies hmm. that they are not just stuck behind a subscription model. And th there is no, the, the movie cannot move. You know, it, it's stuck there. Right, right. Tell me, Adrian, is there any facility to for the filmmakers when we talk about cinema specifically? Because there was this thing in the news that uh, Martin Scorsese's producer, Neil Stuhl, yeah. Irishman, 
producer of Irishman was raising $10 million via NFTs. Uh, and you know that raising finance and funds is so tough for filmmakers. Do you see something that filmmakers can do with it in Cineverse? Uh, today, no. Mm. Today, no. Okay. Because uh, it's not uh, as a vertical we decided to explore at first. Mm. Um, and I tell you why. Because at the end of the day, today, there have never been that much money available for people to make movies. I think like I read like earlier today, now uh, next year is going to be 115 billion, oh my God. where it was supposed to be only 80 billion uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are already like uh, the past is going so fast that mm. there are money floating everywhere to produce movies. And money is there, right. you know. Right. I think like when people, they do that, it means they, they want to stay totally independent from the studios. You know, they want to be they want to be again an artist. They don't want to have like 20 people judging. Oh, you have to take that out of your, of your scenario or that's not politically correct enough and this kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the people sometimes they get out of the system. And because when you ask Scorsese or Wonka, why mm-hmm. David Lynch, Tarantino, it's pretty easy. I think you have a lot of fans when you are uh, someone which is a little bit unknown. Mm. I think it's more complex. Yeah. And after there is the technicality of doing it, which I think on one hand can be totally absurd. Mm. And on the other hand, it's um, legally very complex. Because either like uh, if you, you, you get finance from the crowd, let's say to, to finance your movie, you need what people call a security token. And a security token is not something that we just give you like that uh, at, at, at the, at the at the store, at the supermarket, mm. you know, it's something you have to go uh, with a financial authority. It's 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 a long complex. You have to make sure that you are aligned with all the regulation uh, around that. Mm. So that's one problem. The second biggest problem that we we that's the reason why we didn't start with that is that if you raise money, and I saw a lot of little uh, little production company or initiative saying like, hey, we, we want to finance uh, a short film, give us seventy five k with NFT. Mm. The problem, they promise you like ownership on, on the film, you know, the problem is that when the movie is done, mm. you know, and the movie goes out of the Web3, mm. how do you trace, you go back to the same problem than before? How do you make sure that the VOD is going to uh, send you back the real data about the success of your movie? How do you trust uh, uh, a VOD platform? In another continent. I mean, mm. like we, we sold license uh, for four years around different continent and country. It's always the same question. People they say like, but how can I trust the guy? Just send me that many money. He told me like, hey, my movie was on, on, only watched uh, or, or sold thirty times. How can you trace that? Mm. And it's not a question about financing because okay, you finance movie, great. You know, you had fun. You, you produce your movie, blah blah blah. But the problem is the circle, of, uh, the cycle of life of your movie re-enter the same issue. So that's why, you know, we tackle the problem on the other end on saying like, okay, look, you have the distribution uh, platform, it's there. So now we have to, to build everything backwards to, 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 to get the finance from uh, to the end user, mm. everything uh, on, on, the, on the blockchain mm. and not the opposite because the other people are not doing it, as they are not using it. Or you have to convince everybody who is buying the rights to screen or, or show your movie mm. to, 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 to get that uh, piece of uh, software or whatever working on it. 
And Adrian, since it's a tech-driven uh, 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 structure, you would need a huge amount of funding for it. Uh, uh, are you raising? You already raised. What are your future plans with Cineverse? Yeah, so we are conversing with a few uh, investors at the moment. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think like after the soft launch at the Berlinale, yeah. uh, we are going to focus only on that for, uh, yeah, for, for the time it takes. But uh, mm. I mean, the people are very responsive, you know, um, yeah. I mean, like some some VCs in the in the sphere, they have themselves raised a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean, they will spend it some somewhere. So hopefully it will be on us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and let's see. I hope some of the Indian VCs listening to the podcast. It's a very interesting startup and they should, you know, put in money there, you know. <laughs> But the problem is like most of the of the investors, you know, they are, they, 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 they have themselves a hard time to gain money, you know. Mm. And um, I realize that more and more this philanthropist idea, they or people, they don't really exist. So that's What why we ourselves, <laughs> uh, as a company, we need uh. to build a very strong use case. You know, it's, it's, it's a business case. Even if it's like uh, we are trying to help, uh, it, it, it's, it's a business. So you're saying the philanthropist does not exist, the space does not exist, you're saying? No, I don't believe mm, so. That's a great I've point. Talked to two, I've talked to me, too, many, too many VC in the last four years to say like some people are very, but they know how hard it is to, to, to make money. They, they understand like, uh, I mean, some VC who make like, who have like say 300 million or even 200 million, hmm. they know how hard is it to, to, to gather this money and to, to grow. And it's very unusual that people, they just throw away money. Some people, they throw away on, on, on a movie. They say like, hey, it's just fun. You know, let's uh, focus on the art piece. But um, our project, but when you are building a platform and you are building a business, you have to be like strong also on the, on, on, on the, on the basic, you know, on the, on the roots of the business. And it's not too simple. Mm. Do you want to quote any figure if you're comfortable approximately how much you're trying to raise? Uh, sure. I mean, like at the moment, we have uh, two cases. One is four million and the other one is six. Mm. So we have moved forward with like uh, with two VCs. Uh, we have okay. actually another call in uh, 20 minutes with one of them. Mm. And uh, but one is a use case actually where we wanted to help uh, to make two use cases directly from the start of the financing of the movie to the end. Because that's a use case, for example, that even like, uh, as you say, like Scorsese or somebody else, like we need. And if some, it's, if it's like a feature or like, a, you know, like an option you want to sell to, 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 to the filmmakers, mm -hmm. you need to try it first, you know. And you cannot just say like, hey, we're going to take your movie and we're going to make a test. And if it fails, like, uh, it's your problem. Yeah, we cannot do that. So we have to make our own use case and a use case to shoot a movie. It's expensive, unfortunately. Okay. So Adrian, where do you see Cineverse going, say, three years from now? But where do you expect it to go? Uh, we expect to be fully decentralized, mm. meaning like we will basically give, I say basically a lot as a fee. We will give the, fine, not give, huh? we will uh, share uh, the, the platform with the community. Uh, we will work on all the token economics and, uh, and hopefully create a DAO 
you know, for the governance and how this uh, platform could uh, develop. But it means also that some some people or you know, like public, you know, institutional people will need to understand what does it mean, so they can also help, you know, to make this develop. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, I don't think a, a basic producer will be uh, will understand all this. You know, they then they. The, the, the project is how to finance my next the next movie, you know, or what they they, they dream of is like to win a, a, a prize in Cannes or an Oscar or be on the red carpet. Mm. Uh, they don't really uh, try to think the big picture and say like, okay, let's do that also maybe for the next generation. Let's try to to build a more sustainable model, you know. Mm. So uh, it's 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 uh, but maybe you know uh, maybe it's gonna work. I think people, you know, they, they get bored also about this system. Yeah. And um, they will have no choice. Hmm. Yeah, but even if the film, uh, even if the producer is trying to, you know, build the kind of films that you mentioned in terms of, okay, let's walk the red carpet and go to Cannes and win a Golden Globe, they can still think about, you know, Cineverse in terms of the NFTs and see that yeah, they sure. can build. Yeah. But what's nice with Cineverse is on this uh, particular use case is that they have direct contact with their audience, meaning uh, yeah. they can get like a survey from their audience. They will get like uh, analytics to see if the movie worked uh, only on the weekend, if they touch this kind of uh, crowd or only big cities because the subject is not made for rural or like uh, it's a movie only from India or not. It's for worldwide. They will see that, you know, which mm. I think is very interesting because it's missing. You know, when you're a filmmaker, you have access to nothing. You know, mm. you just sell your rights and you are sitting there waiting for your check. If <laughs> the check, if the check is coming back. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it's the world today, you know, so maybe we, there is a better world tomorrow or always, you know, <laughs> Yeah. so, and I think that we, we are, we have, a, we have a good, we have a good group. The team is fun. You know, my, my, my co-founder is a is a good friend. We are we are we are we are we are optimistic and we are very ambitious. Yes. We think like um, there is like a, there is like some sign, you know, around that shows mm. that uh, this thing can be built. But uh, COVID was not also helping so much because when you want to build community, it's always good to meet people, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah. we will see. But in three years, hopefully, like the platform is totally uh, decentralized. We have uh, uh, yeah a lot of filmmakers that can make the movie online. You know, uh, having the help of their own community, becoming an audience, financing their film, and you know, create like some cycle of uh, of uh, of revenue. And uh, I think that's very like the utopical stuff. But on three years, that's where where I would like to see a uh, cineverse. Mm. Awesome. I think it's I think it's a great idea and a great startup and I wish you good luck Adrian at the EFM and um, I'm going to keep track of cineverse and see if I can add some value to it as well. Thanks so much Adrian. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks Adrian. Good day. Thank Bye-bye. You. Enjoy you your sunlight. Too. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dark actually. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Ciao. That was a great conversation. 
and while i think about where do i fit into this new technology of nfts as a podcaster and a filmmaker i suggest you guys do that too and head to cineverse and check out what exactly are they offering and if you have any questions you can find adrian on a linkedin as adrian lugol and you can find me again on linkedin and you can find us on instagram and of course twitter handle 